Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Growth Graph. Today, uh, it's Ben and I in the studio. Hey everyone, nice to be back. It's been a couple of days. Yeah, it's been a few days, right? Yeah, um, I think we had our last one last week, Friday. Today is uh, a Wednesday. Yep. Just so that you know, we don't really push out on the same day sometimes. Um, so if you see this on a Thursday, then you know that we recorded it the previous day. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's how content works. Awesome. So, how has your couple of days been? Uh, it's been here and there. Um, we've had uh, some uh, uh, major overhauls mm. in the company structure. Yeah, we've hired a few people. Yep, and we're hiring more people. Yes, and we hired a person to hire more people. <laughs> that's 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 so true. Yes, we hired a recruiter who is essentially um, going to end up hiring more people for us. So, yeah, if you're watching this and you'd love to work in a startup environment um, and work with us, uh, come learn tons. Then uh, you know the opportunity is there. Check out our LinkedIn and you'll see all the ads that keep coming out. Um, having said that, um, I like you said, we have hired a person to hire others, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because uh, we knew that we needed somebody to take on that uh, extra responsibility. And I found it very, very interesting because um, as an organization and as a startup, we're evolving. We're also changing in the way we are talking about ourselves. And so multiple times I've had, uh, I've had us come back to leadership huddles where we say, okay, but how do we talk about who we are to somebody else? Or how do we talk about what we do to this kind of person? So a sales angle is very different. A recruitment angle is very different. And so... It's 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 all over the place. You can't say the same thing, right? No, the thing is, um, uh, one thing that I've been noticing the last couple of days when we talk to a lot of people and we try to bring them on board, right? Right. Um, a lot of people are con do go check out what uh, you are doing. Right. Uh, and um, it's so one of a few places that they actually uh, check this out. One is your website because that's where... Of course. Um, that's like your reception, right? Like uh, you walk into an office, they give you like a brochure of what you do. Which company and, doesn't have a website these days? I know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's one of the main things that right. they do. Uh, they check out your LinkedIn because that's where your professional um, content yep. is out there. Yeah. And uh, they also check out uh, things like Instagram these mm. days because uh, that's where your uh, cultural... Uh, team building things are out there. Right. What you're actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis, um, like uh, almost a behind the scene of um, how how the culture is going to be when you join our organization. That's a very interesting concept because I remember we had a conversation with one of our uh, interns some time back. Right. And the intern said, oh, I visited your Instagram page and it was all quotes and it was all very technical i didn't see Correct. a single human being so i wasn't sure if you guys are a bot company yeah absolutely right? yeah um so it's it's very essential uh to be aware of 
um, what you're posting, where you're posting, and who you are essentially talking to, right? Right. Because as a B two B company, uh, you end up posting it on channels which are not really B two B. So, um, most of your sales conversation or conversations with your potential clients or customers don't happen on social media. Right. Uh, it's only to um, a point of discovery or, or, or generate that interest. Essentially, that's that's exactly um, the amount of things that happen on social media. I guess. Right. As a B two B company, things ap- happen offline or online, but not on social channels. Right. Right. Because most of these channels um, uh, are consumed by you know everyday people and not decision makers. Of course, decision makers are a good part of people, but um, uh, it 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 helps not to be too targeted. I feel okay. That's a thing. So, I think uh, I love where we're going with this conversation because um, a lot of the times I think people don't realize that in the content world there is no B two B or B two C platform. There's just one platform that you're posting in. So if it's LinkedIn, you're posting to LinkedIn. Yep. But everybody says, oh, you should be B2B positioned, or B2C positioned, or, you know, who are you talking to and all of that. And there's so many different theories behind it. Mm. Great. I mean, I love the classifications. But at the end of the day, I think we're still posting on LinkedIn. And even if it is a B2B content, as they call it, who's actually consuming it? Is the business consuming it? So, um, the way I see it, right, like, uh, yes, your your clients do consume it, but um, they don't discover you through your content. They are already aware that you exist, and that's when they come and check out your page. Right. Until, unless your content is, um, uh, has that viral coefficiency, right? And that usually doesn't come to a salesy uh, thing. Okay, let me ask you one thing. What was a, a most memorable LinkedIn post that you've seen in the last week? Something that comes to your mind. Wow. Um, I. Th- <laughs> That's a tough one, actually. Um, okay, I. this has actually got to do because there's an emotional quotient attached to that particular Mm -hmm. post. That post simply had a whole set of African sayings, Mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, The rain can't wash away a leopard spots, for example. Nice. Uh, What that means is who you are on the inside cannot be washed away by your external uh, influences, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, There are a whole bunch of these African sayings. Um, I think 15 or 20 of them, and this one gentleman had consolidated it together. Don't remember his name, but I'll definitely tag him. <laughs> All right? And that uh, that uh, post. But essentially, that was the one thing, and it resonated with me personally because I grew up in Africa, and a lot of those sayings I had actually heard, mm-hmm. right? And and I grew up with them. And so it it touched the very... Um, as they say, the heart string, <laughs> you know, touch the heart string. So that that, that was the, probably the simple, um, easy way of 
or, or the easiest way of saying you know that's my go to post that i remember in the last one week great for me it was um a post about madras day mm. uh, because i grew up in madras um or chennai yeah I for all the newbies <laughs> out there it used to be called madras Ma- and now it is chennai <laughs> so um so it's about madras days and it and um it had all these uh, quotes from uh, famous um uh, retro tamil movies oh wow and all of the quotes had the madras tamil slang in it Oh, and oh, right. uh, so and and the and the posters were designed very beautifully, and it had the image of Got the it. thing and whatnot. It's it's done by an ad agency. Okay, I will also tag them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so these uh, so notice how all of these are, you know, emotionally driven, right? Right. It's not B two B content at all. Correct. It's something that uh, I would. possibly share to everybody in the office right. and you would pro- probably do that right. uh, i don't know if you already done that so um so i think these are the type of content that really you know is share worthy right and goes viral and um and it really sticks with people right got it so when you write a post about hey for all your b2b marketing needs contact mm-hmm. this agency it really doesn't work so uh, uh even uh in what is considered as a b2b you know right a platform like linkedin the content is not b2b as you as you would imagine right and and i think the the assumption is that because the company's positioning is b2b the content also needs to be b2b but the at the end of the day the way i see it is you have produced content mm mm-hmm. which is being consumed by individuals right. on the other side so it's still an end user is still a, a an individual person mm-hmm. if you cannot connect to that person at the end of the day mm-hmm. then you've not created it, it purposefully right? um that's great uh, also uh, one one crutch that we use which is also a great tool right so there's there's pros and cons with every huh. everything that we do is uh, basically defining your icps uh defining your yeah. icps is is excellent when you uh, are producing targeting targeted content yep but it only works if you can deliver it to them agreed uh so if you are putting up a social media post for like um for example for argument's sake uh, a, a c suite decision makers in like a large enterprise uh unless you can deliver it to them Right. It doesn't make sense to put all your social media posts targeted to that one person. Your vocabulary is going to be all technical. Right. Um, you're going to talk about one specific pain point. Yes, I understand that your offering, right, as right. a B2B service a provider, is targeted, but still, it's uh, there is no objective for the content. Probably a newsletter sent to like a C-suite. email list would would have more benefit than a social media post in that case correct and and i think another thing that i'm i'm i, I just got like it's like a light bulb moment right <laughs> um b2b content is usually termed as content that doesn't necessarily have um like it's very technical it's very uh, nuanced it's very um business to business relation uh, type right? right whereas b2c is uh you have to reach the end point customer at all times 
Right. But the reality is that the B2B post or uh, content that you're pushing out mm -hmm. also needs to have that following if it has to get distributed wider. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So um, you still end up back with the same metrics of how many people saw this uh, and all of that, even though it, is, it wasn't really for them. But exactly. if that is not there, we, we can't say, hey, there is reach. So there's, there's like conflicting um, ideologies in the way that, you know, uh, B2B is looked at, which I find really strange. Because at the end of the day, if you know who you are producing it for, and like you said, if you can get that directly to them, mm -hmm. uh, to those personas, then now you have a very targeted approach. You know who you are creating something for. You know what they would potentially like. Generally, leadership is interested in numbers, figures, and all of those kind of elements. So yep. you know that that's the audience that you're going to capture anyway. And the more of that audience starts liking it, sharing it, commenting on it, you find that it gets shared to more people of that format because the algos are written in those kind of formats in the back end. We don't know what the algos are, but these are all best estimated guess. guesses. Yes. But at the end of the day, you realize that it starts spreading amongst those kind of people like wildfire because of the type of content that you have created. Right? Got it, got it. The intent for which it had, uh, it, it was produced, right? And then another factor that I, I found very, very interesting was if you're not consistent with what you do, mm -hmm. it kind of like tapers off. You, you, you have to build that momentum and it has to be consistent. It can be once a week, doesn't yep. matter, yep, right? Yep. But it has to be consistent. Yeah. And so what most people do is, I don't have the time. I will do 20 uh, posts and then push it in two days yeah. and then have the next 20 days doing nothing. That's true. Right? At the end of the day, algo doesn't change whether it's B2B content or B2C. Or B2C content, yeah. That's right. I, I read a very interesting tweet. I want to share it this. Sure. Oh, he's got this phone out. Yep. Ah. <laughs> so it says... Um, I just read an article setting a company's success and its remarkable ability to churn out content. Right. No successful brand churns out content. They produce it with care and optimize it with love. Amazing. Okay. So who, 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 who's actually done this? Uh, this is by a person called Anne Handley. Okay. I follow her on um, Instagram and LinkedIn and she um, is an evangelist for this concept called uh, Full Funnel Content Strategy. Okay. So uh, basically, um, she also has a podcast uh, called uh, Marketing Profs Podcast. Um, a big shout out. You, you have to li listen okay. to it if you're a marketing professional. Um, if you are a serious marketing professional, you already are listening to it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, a full funnel um, content strategy is, is, is a brilliant way to identify uh, and create personalized content for your buyers right right so um uh we'll, we'll put out a chart out there um on screen and you can see like uh there are three main levels uh in in your buyer funnels right which is uh, top of the funnel middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel so uh if for you have to create content for all three uh right stages right and you're creating different content types mm. for uh for for various uh, stages of your buyer journey. Right. Uh, top of the funnel, people are just being aware or they don't realize they have a problem mm. um, or they have just realized that they have a problem and they need a solution for this. Right. And um, 
this is where all your social media posts your articles your blogs very nascent kind of information uh, content that yes absolutely youtube videos everything is is there for people to discover you mm. and discover the issue that they are already having but they don't realize that. got it there's an easy way to do this right, right. um middle of the funnel is where you they they are aware and they understand that they need a solution for this got it and uh, but they are evaluating the market they are looking at your competitors mm. so this is where you produce um competitive analysis your how i'm better than the other person okay <laughs> no, no, but, I, like <laughs> but if you want to say that yeah um uh they also produce um uh, give give you offers free right. trials and things like that got it and bottom of the funnel is when where you close the uh account so you do uh demos you give them you bring them on board uh you do webinars you do round tables you do events right everything is a very bottom of the funnel activity right so you see how content type changes based on um uh various buyer journey got it and this exercise will help you greatly uh target your audience better basically right right so when you do a blog post it's not for somebody who's actively considering right uh or going to be you know closing you're not actively in dialogue with them uh instead you're creating more awareness about the problem or giving more solutions to the problem itself right so this is going to help you create more curated content personalized to different audience mm. uh your icp but where they fit uh in the buyer journey in the uh, oh, no. sales funnel is going to determine how you produce good content and hanley you were saying is the person yep but, okay i think uh, everyone should really have uh, uh have a look at ann hanley and big shout out to her as well awesome so um I I completely get what you're saying AJ and mm-hmm. uh, I understand how the whole funnel uh is a critical element in the buyer journey. Um but going back to what we were talking about content, right? Mm-hmm. And when we put it on uh platforms like social media platforms, mm-hmm. uh a fundamental um element that we kind of forget is that um let's say for example you're putting out a video on YouTube, right? you're a b2b company mm-hmm. who's put out a youtube video who's your actual competitor and everybody will go and say oh it's the competitor of this company that is being that is posting but the reality is quite different isn't it yep <laughs> because uh, since the platform itself is um is like a is very open to uh, everybody who uses it right. and uh, uh youtube uh, in itself um curates based on your interest and what not it really uh, comes down to discoverability right right so uh, what kind of consume what kind of content does everybody consume or your user consume and people go on youtube not l- seeking out uh, b2b content uh, is what i feel mm. so essentially on a platform like youtube you are essentially competing with somebody like mr beast right right irrelevant of what type of content that you're pushing out yeah <laughs> right so uh that's going to be uh, a challenge right 
Uh, yeah, so you're fighting against the biggest uh, B2C consumers out. I mean, uh, B2C content out there. Yeah, you, you, even if you are a B2B uh, content uh, generator. Yeah, you're fighting against the bees, quite literally. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So if you're if you're re- really fighting the beast, um, it means you really need to be careful about how you are producing this content that you're producing in the first place, right? And you were talking about viral moments, and you're talking about things that that has the shareability coefficiency, right? Right. How, how do we like? I mean, is it possible that you can look at all of that when we create content? I mean. I mean, there are a lot of tools, and um, when you're starting out, people usually throw uh, Google Trends out there, mm. uh, where you try and identify what uh, what people are talking about, right. and how much uh, how it have been uh, searched, and whatnot. Google Trends is a great tool to it is know, it is fine, especially but, because Google basically where everybody goes to search for stuff. <laughs> so exactly, you know. Very easy. Uh, but today I want to talk about one tool that we discovered and oh, uh, yeah. it's been a game changer in our uh, uh, content discoverability and... Uh, discovery strategy. Discovery so to speak. strategy, if that's even a word. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this tool is called BuzzSumo. Um, and uh, this has been a game changer literally for us to um, even ideate about what we need to talk about online. Right. right? Um, very, very quickly, how it works is uh, if you wanted to talk about uh, a particular topic, let's say you want to talk about... Uh, B2B content. B2B content. Or uh, if you want to be more specific, we can say, I want to talk about CRM um, okay. tools, for example. Right. right. Uh, once you put the keyword in, uh, there's a beautiful word cloud that comes um, uh, on your screen and it'll tell you, and it'll tell you uh, what in CRM... Uh, are people talking about right now right and you can um, look at the trends weekly Uh, you can understand what's being trending this week as opposed to um, uh, a month or a year and whatnot right and what has uh, worked what type of content you can go actually look at all those posts right across various platforms that's the best part right? oh wow so you can actually see what's going on on LinkedIn what's going on in Twitter what's going on yes you you can see what videos have worked how wow. long has this been has this video been and what they're talking about on the right. video so it's very easy for you to spot patterns right um, and create and optimize uh, your content and um, and since you already have a list of existing content, you know that content along those lines are going to really do well because those are the trending topics that everybody is talking absolutely, about. Absolutely, absolutely. Phenomenal. So, um, buzz sumo. Buzz sumo. That's the buzzword right now. <laughs> That's the buzzword. And uh, again, not endorsed. Right. Uh, um, but uh, it's just something that we discovered and uh, a we've tool been trying that we it. Use. Yeah, we've been trying it out for a for a few weeks, and it's it's worked very well for us. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so Ben, yes, we've come to that part of the episode where you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> word of insight, word or, of, or, or, or or word of wisdom, words of wisdom. Okay, and I get I get put on the hot seat all the time, whether it's AJ or um, Joe. I mean, I I seem to be the one there. Okay. Cool. So, um, I don't know if this is like a word of wisdom, but um, this is like a, a simple acronym that I kind of keep at the top of my mind when 
thinking about content or producing content and the acronym is called pick pick simply means there's a purpose in what you are doing in terms of the content um it's integrated so it's not just sitting in silos in one platform and not in the other um c is consistency we spoke about that you need to keep repeating and doing things regularly and k is there should be knowledge so you could talk about um uh, statistics you could talk about uh, knowledge bombs insights all of those different things so that's my word of wisdom pick uh, great uh, so that's it for us today and we'll see you, see next you guys time. next time